is Tuesday and it is April the 27th. I am so excited that you're joining me tonight. I'm Melanie Ake from the Everyday Leaders Platform here in Indianapolis. And uh, so many exciting things happening this week. We have, uh, we're kicking off the speaker series on May 6th. And so this Thursday, April the 29th, I will be doing a little pre-announcement in the Everyday Leaders group on Facebook. And we're raising $100,000 for charity this year. I am so excited. I have to give kudos to Mike Skripnik because he has really been my advisor <laughs> to help me figure out how do you do this? And so all about mentors, right? Finding the right people that can help you develop a dream. So uh, very excited about that. And tonight I have a very special guest back, an everyday leader that has just really added value to our lives so many ways. Jordan Gross, thank you so much for coming on tonight and sharing about your new journey. I am really excited to share this. Hey, Melanie. Thank you so much for having me back on. It's always so great to talk to you and the Everyday Leader audience. And congrats on the new initiative, the raising $100,000 for charity and the speaker series. That is absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to help however I can. And that's going to be a really awesome, worthwhile, and uh, action-packed journey, I'm sure. Yes, it's going to be so much fun. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's you don't know exactly how to get there, but you can see something, right? And then you've got to put the right people uh, around to, to try to make the next step. So um, yeah. that, that's how this has happened. And this is part of your journey, I know, because when we talk about your history, um, you have such a resume already, you know, like you're about 80 years old because, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you think about the Kellogg School and and all the things that you've done to start up companies and to now you're a, an author three times over and just living the best life to be able to pour into people, making them realize that they have their value of leadership within them. Um I have to give you kudos. I, I got this second book, The Journey to Cloud Nine, and that's kind of when I met you. Uh -huh. And Kimberly Hambrick had said, oh, my gosh, Jordan, I just love him. <laughs> and oh, David. <laughs> um, but you have um, you just have this ability to connect your message to people in a very simple way that helps them realize, gosh, I could do that, too. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I I appreciate that. And and you hit on one of my biggest core values with my brand and my message is all about simplicity. It's all about bringing sometimes complex subjects to the forefront in in layman's terms, right? In everyday terms. I I remember one of my first internships in college. I was about 20 years old and I was doing a financial management asset, like an asset management internship at Merrill Lynch. And I got my first intern review. And one of my strengths was being able to synthesize very complex, sometimes uh, financial jargon type reports into very detailed yet simplified analysis. And that's because it was the only way that I knew how to understand it was to simplify it for myself. So I wanted to do that for other people too. I've never been one 
to be super into, you know, um, like, like in-depth research studies or very over the top scientific language. Um, I I've always liked to relate to the majority. And I think, you know, uh, especially the way that I write it, it, I try to be super conversational, focus on storytelling and try to speak to you. Like we're having a conversation just like you and I are right now, as opposed to coming from a place that's, you know, makes the relationship between storyteller and reader feel like hierarchical. I never wanted to do that. So I appreciate you um, noticing that because it's very important to me is that, you know, simple lens. It, it is because I think then you can communicate to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. You don't knock out any generation. Um, yeah. It's it's ability for people to train and mentor and really say, look, here's the core messages. And mm-hmm. so keeping it simple, one of my main mentors, John Maxwell, that's what people love about his writing. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, and they say, write a book because you're going to be able to meet and touch people that you would never be able to meet otherwise. Yeah. And so, so many of them. Oh, you know, almost a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Over 80 some books. Uh, but the thing is, right. Once you find that kind of that sink that you're able to tell that story and you have such a great way uh, to kind of bring people into that journey. So I love just celebrating you because we're announcing that you have a new book that has come out here in 2021 during the pandemic. Um, and it's what happens in tomorrow world. And so um, I haven't gotten my book yet, so I'm excited to get it. I wanted you to share all about how you came up with this idea and how you're going to take us on this journey in this new book. Yeah. So before we even get there, I mean, first, thank you. Thank you for letting me share about it. Thank you for putting up the banner. Um, thanks for asking about it. I, I appreciate it all. And thank you for mentioning the storytelling component because that is at the forefront of everything that I'm trying to do. So a quick backtrack and uh, a little bit of a, an about me, not diving too deep into my story, but I, I want to reimagine the way we look at personal development. I want to help destigmatize mental health. I want to destigmatize self-help. I want to give us some fun and light ways to live a better life. And I am trying to do that by creating personal development through creative storytelling. So basically, as I was, you know, reading and listening to podcasts and watching TED Talks, I kind of got started to get a little overwhelmed by the traditional personal development out there. And I was like, well, why is, you know, why is there contradictory advice? Why is one person saying to go slow and one person is saying to take the initiative and start right now? Why is one person saying, you know, we should uh, always focus on telling the truth. And why is there a whole book about, you know, like alter egos and it's all personal development and it was all confusing and, and contradictory. So in order to, stray away from that overwhelm, I started to read stories. And these stories were not prescriptive advice where it was telling you what to do, but rather I found myself relating to the characters and trying to mimic certain plot lines 
I thought there was less stress involved because there was nothing really in it that was telling me, hey, if you don't do this, you'll feel such and such a way. It was just, it, it allowed me the opportunity to just read a story, have fun while doing it, and then ultimately take some of the advice that it had to share. So that's when I started writing these kinds of books myself, these stories myself, parables, allegories, fables, um, like sort of like Zen stories, short stories. And that's how we got here. So this new book is called What Happens in Tomorrow World. It's a modern day fable about navigating uncertainty. And the story behind this book was in March 2020. I had just come out with The Journey to Cloud Nine, and I was doing everything I could to talk about The Journey to Cloud Nine until the pandemic hit. And I felt really strange promoting and trying to sell a book and talk to people about anything that wasn't the pandemic, because that was just what was on everybody's mind. That was the anxiety, the stress, the worry that everybody was going through. So I just, I stopped everything related to the journey to cloud nine and I shifted gears to what can I create now that could be a light, fun, enjoyable story story to help with what people are going through right now with coronavirus. Um, so I sat down to write and it took me four days to put this uh, first draft together of what happens in tomorrow world. It's oh, even the finished product now is only about 102 pages. Um, but what happened was I got a call from one of my grandmas and my grandma said, Hey, how are you? Uh, I, I can't believe what's going on in the world right now. Isn't it so crazy? Um, but you know what, like, we'll get through this, we'll get through it with love and support and being together. Everybody's going to be fine. It's all going to be okay. And that was my conversation with that one grandma. Um, but then after that, my other grandma called and she was more like, uh, isn't it crazy what's going on in the world right now? It's terrible. We're all doomed. We're never going to make it through this. Nothing, nothing's ever going to be the same. Uh, and, and then I hung up the phone with her. So I was thinking as I was putting together this story and trying to come up with some sort of way to share the tale, I was thinking about how two people had just called me, my two amazing grandmas, and they had totally opposite responses to the uncertainty and this unprecedented time that we were in. So then I thought about my grandpas and their responses, how they would be right now. They passed the years back, but I just was thinking like, how would they have handled this new unbeknownst situation that we're in? And I created their character archetypes. And then I started asking some people, I did some, you know, qualitative research and asked some people, Hey, how are you responding to all this uncertainty? And then I did a little research and reading online, like a little literature review of how do people typically respond to uncertainty. And ultimately, I found out that my four grandparents were a pretty good model for what happens in, in times of uncertainty. And uh, I based the characters in the book off of them. 
So they're the backstory. And then ultimately what the book is about is a giant crane game in an arcade. Um, and the crane represents the uncertainty, kind of like the coronavirus coming into the game. And there are four talking magical toys within the game who represent my four grandparents, Opti, Pessy, Sage, and Chill. And what en- what we end up seeing is through the lens and the the dialogue of these four characters, we see how they're responding to that crane every single time it might come in and totally shake up their world and introduce them to a tomorrow that can be totally different. Um, and we also get to see, you know, which responses are beneficial, which are detrimental, and ultimately how we should all be responding ourselves, who we relate to uh, during times of just, you know, um, really heart-wrenching, really devastating, really unprecedented uncertainty. So that's what this book is about now. Wow. So when you were thinking about this from your own perspective, you know, so were you more like one grandmother over the other? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tend to lean very much toward, so the character Opti is, is my grandma who's an eternal optimist. Um, Sun is always shining uh, type of person. And that is me as well. Um, But then there's this character in the book called Sage, one of my grandpas and Sage is much more stoic, uh, a little bit more, you know, it may not, you know, the sun might not shine, but we can still make it to tomorrow, even if it rains, right? We can still handle that and and move forward. So I I try to um, blend both Opti and Sage into my own life. I think uh, sometimes Opti's can interfere or clash with people like my other grandma who I call Pessy, the more pessimistic uh, sort of factual and, and um, you know, realist approach uh, to things. So I try to bring different strategies based on who I see that I'm speaking to, um, that I'm interacting with. So those are the two that I try to be like. And then, you know, one of the goals with storytelling and creating this type of book is for people to see who am I like and who should I be like and who are the people in my life like and how can I start treating those people differently based on what I see in these characters in the book. Do you know about the Y Institute? The Y Institute was founded by Gary Sanchez and inspired by Simon Sinek. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake, founder of Everyday Leaders Professional Coaching and Consulting, and as the first certified associate agent in the United States with the Y Institute, now Everyday Leaders can help you discover your why. Go to everydayleaders.com and take your why assessment today. Discovering your why is the essential first step of being an everyday leader. Everyday leaders know their why and live their why. Discover your why. Find out more at everydayleaders.com. That's everydayleaders.com. So how did this project change you? This project changed me 
because I started I started to realize that the ultimate response to so I started to realize that there was no answer um as much as I can sit here and try to say I wrote the book and you have to be like this one character I realized that people get through uncertainty in their own ways and it is it is not helpful to try to push any one particular way onto an individual um what I did realize is that there can be a wrong answer at times. Hmm. And this is a semi-spoiler alert, but that wrong answer is that pessimism is not a collaborative way to push forward through uncertainty because pessimism leads to other people feeling pessimistic as well it leads to this negative ripple effect it's it's kind of why we're told not to absorb too much news because we become surrounded by these negative thoughts and beliefs and feelings and that leads to helplessness right so that really were those really were the two big revelations was one you you can't really try to push any particular mindset onto an individual and two uh there is wrong answers right there is nobody who in in my experience looked at me and said you know what i I actually benefited a lot from that pessimist they really helped me you know um that just unless they're saying because i wanted to be the opposite of that person then nobody really ever expressed that kind of sentiment So those were the two big things. And then I'd say the last thing is quite simply, um, John Gordon wrote the forward for this book Mm -hmm. and we chatted a little bit and kind of came to an agreement that there has to be some sort of message, right? If there is no right answer, at least provide some sort semblance of hope and some semblance of, uh, a takeaway for people, um, when navigating these extreme cases of uncertainty and we just kind of said you know it it comes down to love love the people around you it comes down to hope and faith and support of those people around you who matter most those are the key characteristics um that you can be practicing you know it's it's aside from these mindsets the optimism pessimism sage or the last character is chill the actions you can provide the way that you could be thinking are love and support and hope and faith. Um, that's how we get, you know, through such uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Such great takeaways, such great takeaways. I'm going to share, uh, Jordan, I've got your book pulled up here. So I wanted to give people an opportunity to see where that is on Amazon, plus your other books to be able to really connect to you in your storytelling and your message, because, right, we do need love, hope, and faith, especially right now. And it is, you've said a lot of things that were critical. One of those, I think, to talk about is our inner circle. How do we reduce the noise that's around us and uh, and try to eliminate the things that make us crazy? Uh, and sometimes we don't even realize that we're coming across negative. We're just kind of like in that in that world, right? We're yeah. in that world that we say, well, that's just what I do every day. Right. 
feels so icky. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, so hopefully that you're going to give us hope here in this great book and in all of your other books. Um, I love Journey to Cloud Nine. It was great um, to read uh, about that story. And so I'm really excited to get my hands on this one and, and really just follow uh, the process. I know you had talked to me about this when you were kind of creating it. And I said, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to, to help, you know, really promote this uh. because, because I know who you are right? When it comes from an authentic place, when you get inspired to really help people on a journey that you see, uh, that's what I think is, it's all about supporting authors that, you know, you're really doing this because, hey, you can, you can have a better life. You can just be more settled. You can be more centered and, and really um, identify, right, with more purpose. And so I applaud you for that, Jordan. It's, uh, it's really fun to be on the journey with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. And I wanted to actually, before I forgot, I did forget, but I just remembered, I wanted you to share the posts that you did in Everyday Leaders um, about the mouse experiment and the water. Oh, yes. Because, because I just mentioned how hope is one of the most important things. I wanted you to share that story of how, of just how important hope actually is. So, so yeah, I loved reading that. Yes. So here's the story, right? So a Harvard, um, uh, professor did this experiment with this mouse and put them in water for 15 minutes. And so the little mouse is like struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling. And they were trying to figure out would they drowned, but after 15 minutes, they pulled the mice out and rescued them. And so they waited a little bit and then they did the experiment again. And so the mouse goes in the water, you know, and not no sense of time, but just paddles and paddles and paddles and paddles and paddles and paddles and paddles. 15 minutes goes by, an hour goes by, two hours goes by. The mouse is still paddling. It took 60 hours. That mouse paddled for 60 hours because the idea of, they understood they were going to be rescued. They, they knew they were going to be rescued. So they just continued to do whatever it took. 15 minutes versus 60 hours. I mean, an experiment like that, and you think it's within us, right? All of us can do the same thing. And, and so, you know, the thing is, if we're not rescued for the first time, you know, maybe we just haven't experienced that yet. We got to push through until we can find that breakthrough for the first time, because it really is right there. And, it, and it's for everybody. Uh, it's just, you have to have that capacity within your heart to say, I know that this can happen. I know that I can get to the other side of this. So just keep paddling like that mouse, right? Just keep above water and, and you can do it. And so it was a great story. Um, I love stories of encouragement and hope like that because it, especially, right, what we're talking about is what does it take for us to believe that we can? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I really, that story hit home this morning. Yeah. It's, um, it just gives you chills. You know? Yeah. It's, sometimes you think, oh, is that a hoax, right? Did some people really do that? But mm -hmm. 
it does happen. And that's where science experiments are so phenomenal because we mm -hmm. say the human brain, the human heart, the capacity that we all have, unbelievable when we think that we can change our beliefs, something that we never thought possible, and then to really change ourselves through it. And so I, I absolutely uh, love the journey. And, you know, leadership is something when you start studying it as well, you think, okay, if I could just change my belief about one thing today <laughs> and, you know, starting this like 20 minute challenge or adding value for 1% of the time, 14 minutes a day, what does that look like? Because you absolutely can change how you feel, how you show up, how you add value to the world and in such a bigger capacity. So I really love encouraging people to say, look, whatever it is that you're struggling with, um, you can get through it. So get the right people around you and find those right resources so that you can have a bigger impact in the world. Beautiful. I could not agree more. <laughs> so can you tell us, is there anything else going on in your life? I know you're in Manhattan. So tell us about what's been going on through COVID for you right there in Manhattan? Because people are curious yeah. all over the world, right? What's the situation like today on April the 27th? Yeah. So I think people are more curious about Manhattan than they are me. So I'll start with Manhattan. Um, <laughs> Manhattan is, is, Manhattan has that hope. Manhattan is the little mouse treading, treading water and, and coming back to life. And, and I think it's hitting that 60th hour. Um, mm -hmm. It seems like a city reinvigorated. It seems like a city that's recharged and raring to go. Um, very interesting developments today uh, with the nationwide. If you're vaccinated, you can be outside without a mask order um, in certain occasions. So I, I'm curious to see how that goes down in New York City. Mm -hmm. um, but with that being said, there are creative ways you know the innovation that's that's um the innovation that has has sprung up because of the virus whether it's you know unique outdoor dining setups or fun uh covid safe um socially distanced indoor comedy shows or uh painting classes has been really inspiring to see how people are still trying to stay hopeful, trying to stay occupied and, and have a good time um, in the midst of all this. Um, but the overall essence is one of, of tremendous, uh, of tremendous inspiration um, and opportunity for some great developments. So with that being said, I must put on my social worker hat now um, because I, I said you guys probably care more about the city than me. Uh, I took this opportunity to go back to school and I am in getting my master's of social work from NYU, I'm focusing on mental health and becoming a therapist. But I do have to learn generalist practices about social work and what's going on around the city. And even with all of the, you know, um, amazing energy that there is, there's still so much work to be done. And there is a lot of discrepancy between the uh, socioeconomic groups who are getting back to 
life in New York City. So uh, even though there is a general upbeat, um, there's still so much more to do. And there's still a lot that's going on in this city that needs to be addressed. Um, but yes, from from a, uh, a 26-year-old living in the city, it does feel like there is a lot of, of good coming along. That's wonderful. And congratulations to you. I was excited to see that you were continuing your education and to go back and do this now. It's like, okay, I'm bored. I need to do something else to add value. <laughs> so here I go. This is where you fit, right? You have studied so hard on all of these lessons and mental health is something that we're all, you know, um, it's not going to be beyond us. I think we've all been affected, even if we're really positive people. I think everybody has had to adjust this last year. And so um, kudos to you for understanding that now you're going to be able to help so many other people in the world through this. Um, yeah. I would love to share your website. I did have that up here. So if people yeah. want to connect to you, please. Um, yeah. There you go. So jordangross.com. Uh, yeah. Go find Jordan. Connect to him because the storytelling, the creativity, and uh, all the books and the stories, and just to be able to have an impact in your life. I think you are an incredible soul. I cannot wait to see all the things that you do in the world, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, please reach out over email on LinkedIn, um, through the website. Um, I'm always here to chat. That's my favorite thing to do is talk to people. So thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. And um, yeah, I just, I so much appreciate you always being such a supporter and uh, advocate of, of the work that I do. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. So you heard it here. Go to Facebook or LinkedIn. This is where I found Jordan first, LinkedIn primarily. So go connect to him. And Jordan, I want to thank you for joining us tonight and stay safe in Manhattan. Please Thanks. come back always and keep us updated on your journey. Okay. I will. I will. Thank you so much. And you let me know when you're in Manhattan. Okay. All right. I absolutely will. Thank you so much. Everyone have a great night and continue to be everyday leaders in your life and go out and change the world. Have a great night. This has been a Joe Ake Studios production.